Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to Inside Legion, the show that takes place inside David Holler's mind. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And why are there so many songs about rainbows? Uh, Rainbows are too hard to find. Someday we'll find it. The fucked up mindset. (laughs) The lovers, the dreamers. Let's talk about this fucking crazy episode. This was... Listen, something we've talked about pretty much every week with the show is this is a crazy show. This is, there's consistency to it, there's plot to it, there's character consistency. So it's not like it's off the rails, but at the same time, it's also batshit insane. Yeah. Well, and it's hard, a show where everyone's lying makes it hard and everyone's like doing what they're, they have ulterior motives, so you never know where anyone stands. Right. We don't even know what's real and what's not. Oh, no. fuck you. We don't. Now we do. No, we don't. No, we what do. are you talking about? We know it all now. The, your opinions <laughs> have been only wrong what the entire time. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> you were Listen, I, we should mention, we do a couple of other podcasts. We do a live show, Comic Book Club, every week yeah. uh, on Tuesdays. Uh, that we were talking about comic books, and then we do a Riverdale podcast as well. You've been spot on with the Ro- Riverdale podcast, Pete. Thank you. You've been you fucking wrong that? with this podcast. When is he went spot on in the Riverdale podcast? I don't know. I think that's <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I want to give him this some guy credit. Doesn't here. even know what to do with a bump. All I'm saying is he's brought up some interesting points about the Riverdale podcast. Yeah, you're but right, Legion. You're like. Aubrey Plaza's real. She's definitely not real. What yeah. are you talking about? You're like Sid and David make a good couple. No, they don't. Yes, they do. There's a lot of stuff that went on in this episode. We should, let's talk about it. Uh, let's talk Where about, to start? Well, let's start at the beginning. Let's talk about David and what's going on with David. He is, to your point, Justin, a totally different character this yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. It's bananas. So where we left him at the end of the last episode is David is a mutant. He's the most powerful mutant alive. He has all of these personalities bouncing around in his head. They all seem to as we know from the comic books, potentially have other powers. And one of them, played by Aubrey Plaza, a character called Lenny, who we found out last episode is probably not real, but maybe real in some capacity, has taken over his mind. She certainly seems evil or have bad intentions. And this episode, for the first time... David, at least for the first half of the episode, is acting like he's in control. And it's terrifying. Yeah, this is the first time that where you guys have kind of brought up the fact that, like, this guy's evil or whatever. Like, this is the first time I've seen that. Yeah, he's like like American Psycho. He's too confident. He's, like, up to... uh, 
he's just telling everyone what to do. He's wearing a weird triangle T-shirt. Yep. Which, what's up with the T-shirts? We need to look at all the T-shirts. We do. Yeah, we, we need to lay to out all the T-shirts. I think we yeah. need to do an entirely separate episode just deep diving into the T-shirts. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd love a deep yeah. dive into a T. <laughs> T-dive, if you yeah, will. Yeah, exactly. So... Here's here's what I think, and this is jumping around a little bit, but the thing that was really fascinating about this plot point, so the Lenny personality, in my opinion, has taken over David for most of this episode, yes, right? Yes, agreed. So Lenny essentially is the one who is in control. David is not in control. Later on, we get that Rainbow Connection moment, which yeah. is David crying and playing Rainbow Connection on a banjo and really just trying to pull back his control or indicate to Sid that something is wrong. Yeah. What's really fascinating. I actually don't think, I think he's a cow, he's being cowardly in that. He's like you being so? selfish and it's not about asserting control. Sitting and playing Rainbow Connection is not a power move. I've uh, tried it. It doesn't <laughs> get you anywhere. Hey, it no, was my, I don't think it was I'm a power saying, move for It was my he wedding was song. Like, we danced to it at my wedding. Really? I felt powerful. Okay, cool. <laughs> Who's real in Alex's life? Uh, literally nobody. No one. Yeah, that's yeah. true. We're all in Alex's well, life. Well, wait. My point was that I thought was really fascinating in terms of the parallel structure here is Lenny as David has sex with Sid. Yes. He brings her to the astral plane. He's yeah. figured out they can touch there. They touch. They kiss. They make love. Uh, and I don't know about t- making love. That was some weird you fucking. You think yeah, it was exactly. weird fucking? Yeah, it was weird fucking. Okay, so they do some weird fucking, but then uh, <laughs> Sid tells a story about her first time, mm-hmm. and her it's first time up. she touched her mom, switched places with her mom, had sex with her mom's boyfriend, and then switched back in the middle, and everybody freaked out. Well, I, that, that story, she said, she like slow played that story so wait, hard. Wait, she was like, my it, time was a little crazy, and then it was like, whoa, that... Crazy. It wasn't yeah, boyfriend. It was like because when she switched back, people started screaming because it was like she, the mom was having an affair. Like no, no, it was her boy, her mom's boyfriend. Was it? Yeah, and it, it was, was the fact boyfriend. that she, her mom didn't know she was going to be having sex. Right oh, when okay. I well, thought, it was well, like, when it, the way that her power works is her body switches back. Right, like yeah. she switches bodies, and then her body switches back. So the boyfriend was having sex with the mom. And then it switched over to Sid, and he was having sex with 16-year-old Sid. My point, though, being not to talk too much about Sid's sexual experience, but the fact that it's really fascinating that as she's telling this story, it's Lenny as David who is having sex yeah. with her at the same time. You don't, so, so, so let me clear something up here. Sure. <laughs> Lenny... Don't you mean ask it, a question? Sure, sure. <laughs> Lenny is not David... He's just one of the personalities. But, uh, I mean, we don't know what's real and what's not. But right. In the so you can't of, say it was Lenny. But we don't we, know. We do know for a fact that um, the White Room, which is where Sid and David have sex, right. is in David's head. Because that's the only way that he can touch Sid. Right. Because it's in his head. Well, wait. So, sorry to interrupt. I just want to mention something before I forget in terms of Easter eggs. As X-Men fans, as comic book fans, yeah. it was pretty cool to hear the term White Room, right? Yep. Yeah. Because that's from the comics. I think that was first introduced in Astonishing X-Men. That was Emma Frost's... Or was it Grant Morrison? Grant Morrison Morrison's run, where, where Emma and Cyclops go to have secret sex. Right. Because um, he's cheating on Jean with White Queen. Right. And Noah Hawley, who... And Cyclops is your boy. That's who you like. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> fucked up, man. White Queen's, White Queen's the Veronica and Jean's the Betty. And he uh, made no, the wrong right podcast. No wrong podcast. Right no everything, choice. No everything's right starting choice. to bleed Dude, together. The White Queen is evil. You white can't, cream. The yeah. White The White Queen is a lovely woman. Nope. I was just saying that I think it's pretty cool because Noah Hawley said that they were going to get to a point where they were going to start dropping Easter eggs 
but they wanted to earn their show first. Right. Yeah. And we saw the X show up in the window a couple of episodes ago. It was a very we, s- and we all lost our minds we, because I fucking any, love windows. Anytime a window well, is but, cool. Okay, so uh, calling it the White Room that's something that like. That's a good Easter egg. Yes, it's that's not, a legitimate Easter egg. That's yeah, it's not rat. being like, oh, man, somewhere out there, there's a guy who turns into metal. He's a real colossus yes. or something like that. This is that's actually like using it for the egg. plot. Yeah, yeah like, like it's an egg. Like it's yeah. a delicious like a scrambled egg. egg. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So wait, Pete, you had a point or Justin, you had well, a point. So I, don't I was saying he was in the middle of shouting. Yeah, I was just <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Justin. Yeah, that's was, actually. Did you know that's the motto for our podcast? Yeah, And now back. To Pete shouting. Yeah. A little word from our sponsor. Uh, I just, you guys were just saying how, like, no, it's he's not Lenny. Lenny's just living in him. He, you know, also, we also get the reveal of the giant monster guy with the yellow eyes. We get to know more about that, which makes a lot of sense now. You uh, were connected. Do we want to talk about this? Do yes. we want to jump right into like the big plot revelations? I would love to. Okay. So we find out a ton of stuff this episode. Right. Yeah. Uh, as Lenny is in charge of David and uh, consequently he is making some big moves here. He goes to division three, throws everybody Just into the walls and floors. It's yeah. terrifying. Just Wrench. Yeah, and frees his sister and takes her back, but not to save her. Because Lenny is in charge, he wants to find out the truth. He knows that she knows more than she's saying. So he finds out from his sister, he finds out from Amy, that he was adopted. That's one of the big facts we find out. Wow. On the other hand, we find out from Boy Carrie. What are we calling them? Are we calling them Boy Carrie and Girl Carrie? Uh, yeah, glasses carry and uh, kung fu carry. Sure, Bill Irwin carry and other carry who likes to fight. Or yeah. badass carry and nerdy carry. Okay, all right, whatever we want to call we them. Have Listen, names. this is the great thing about the show. You can call people whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. In anything. real life. Yeah, exactly. Audrey Plaza. Like, I call Pete uh, glasses. Pete calls Aubrey Plaza Audrey Plaza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, so we find out from Boy Carry. Or he at least posits, we don't know if this is 100% true, that the man with the yellow eyes is a parasite yeah. that at some point, it seems pretty clear, it was probably back in that Halloween. Yeah, it was the was, Halloween. It was the Halloween that we saw a couple of episodes back. Yeah. A parasite embedded itself in David's brain and is riding along with him. They don't think it's a mutant. They think it's something else that is going on. We don't know exactly what it is, but that's the man with the yellow eyes. I right. think it's the uh, men in black situation where, like, he opens up his chest and it's just a little guy in there who's been controlling everything the whole oh, time. Oh, okay. You don't no. think it's like a Vincent D'Onofrio situation where he's a giant bug in a human suit? Oh. Hey, guys, those are both great Men in a Black references. <laughs> you think this is a crossover between that uh, very serious movie from the uh, late 90s? Yeah. yeah, I think so. I mean, listen. He could be time, a ball chinian. Every time. <laughs> you know more about Men in Black than you know about anything we ever talk about. <laughs> That's disturbing. <laughs> Listen, every time Pete cries, it rains. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Rosario Dawson. Is what amazing. else do we learn? We learn about there's some other, like the, the dog. We learn about these yeah. other. Wait, we, we learned about the dog last episode. Yeah. Let's talk about these big revelations yeah. because they're huge. Uh, let's talk about the man with the yellow eyes first. Yeah. Okay. So what do you House, guys think? All right. First off, yes. this was super scary, this episode. Like, I really had a hard time sleeping after this shit. Really? Huh. Yeah. I mean, they had that one part where they were walking, in, uh, like, down the hallway, and then the kid just fucking ran by. Yeah, that's cool. I, I jumped. I mean, this... And then the big, 
scary uh, yellow eyes. I don't want to call them fat because you are very sensitive about that. Uh, uh, no, call them whatever you want. Was chasing her around the room. Was that was so great. That was really yeah, because yeah, so also David so... wasn't doing shit. Yeah, he was sitting there thinking of his next Muppets well, movie is... song to play. <laughs> yes. He's probably going to sing uh, Moving Right Along or something like that. Oh, we nice. don't honestly yeah. even know. Dork. <laughs> dork? <laughs> Muppets dork. Oh, Meanwhile, okay. I'm the one who saw the, the uh, Muppet movie from like... Not the cried. most recent when I cried for like so long. <laughs> like I cried. I saw my parents. My family still makes fun of me for Wait, crying through that entire movie. What do you? Yes. Where do you think the hierarchy is between Muppet Storks, X Men Dorks, and uh, FX show FX dorks? heads? Uh, FX people are definitely the coolest, yeah. and I think Muppet Storks are the lamest. What? Wow. But uh, that's, that's bullshit. I, mean, I, I don't know. I think X Men Dorks are a little lower than that. No, come on. Guys. Happily, we're the Ved diagram. Yeah. <laughs> all three. What are you so. trying to draw a line? We're yeah, all, where's the all Men of Black yeah, Dorks? The worst of all. They don't exist. <laughs> um, I here's what I thought was great about both the world's angriest boy in the world and the man with the yellow eyes. The way they were used in this episode was it's very much a Jaws thing. That the Jaws yeah. idea was. Was don't show the shark for a really long time, and then when you show the shark, you bring it out. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened with both of these characters here. I didn't quite find them as scary because we actually got what? to see them before they show up. Oh. But oh. it's still the scenes were great. Yeah, and the scene when the uh, the yellow eyes uh, man is walking slowly around the room like that was really really great. Also, yeah. yeah, that was so scary. Like, but also the fact of like we got. The fact when David was saying, like, oh, I met your husband, and, like, she was, like, destroyed by that. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the, the warning of, like, if you spend too much time in your own little room, you'll get trapped there. I do love, to your point, and it's such a nice, subtle thing that they're not spending too much time on, but the character work that Gene Smart is doing with Melanie Bird, I think, yeah. is wonderful. That to exactly like you're saying that like she gets these little moments throughout but she clearly is so destroyed and broken down and pained and carrying the weight of the world which is a very X-Men leader thing to do yeah they feel every single death every single injury it's all on them it's all their responsibility Uh, I will say there she looked more like the white queen in this episode than before I I sort of have dismissed that theory yeah. But she is yeah. starting to look more like her. Yeah. And that's a little weird. Also, so that we know that David is uh, is adopted. Yeah. Uh, so leaving, he may be Professor X's son. But I was reading something. Someone was guessing online that maybe he is Melanie and her husband's son. Oh, okay. And she's the White Queen and he's someone else. Uh, right. Well, And that she, would explain why uh, David's powers match the same power set yep. as... Um, I like that theory a lot. I mean, yeah. we'll see how that actually pans out. But I, I do think there's something clearly to the fact that she's always wearing white and that Jermaine Clemens' character is also always wearing white. We talked about this a couple of episodes ago. Yeah. But a friend had thrown out to me the theory that he wasn't actually in, like, the X-Men. He was in the Hellfire Club, which yeah. is the bad mutant training Facility or yeah, kind of bad. We know, you can, we know, you, we yeah, know, we know, we know, know that. that. I'm explaining to her. <laughs> yeah, but you're looking is. right at us. <laughs> don't look like at me and try to talk down yeah, to me. Yeah. Okay. I know the Hellfire Club. Jesus, brother. you guys, do you want me to look up while I'm doing it? No, yeah, I'm just no. saying. Just you, it seemed like you were attacking both of us. Yeah, don't stop attacking us. All yeah. I'm saying is, I don't. I think you guys are FX dorks, <laughs> not <laughs> X Men dorks. That's all I'm saying. Cool, 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 cool. That's all I'm saying. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of credence to that theory. Whether it pans out or not, I almost think it doesn't matter necessarily. It very well could be 
just a white queen, white king dynamic that's going on or mm. something like that, and that would be fine. But I would throw out there, if that theory proves to be true and they end up being good guys, then perhaps the villains are the black king and black queen. Because mm. I, I will say this uh, this show reminds me a lot of Twin Peaks. Uh, and really? in Twin Peaks, there is a, a white, there's a red room, a white room, and a, and a black room, and we've already established a white room here, like... I feel like the duality of white versus black is going to perhaps uh, set up a villain. Because I, I feel like David's not going to be the bad Like, who's the bad guy here? The, the bad pa- guy is... The parasite? I think no, David's what the about parasite. the creepy dude who's been following them around this whole episode? Uh, the eye? Yeah. The eye? Well, th- I think the eye is not evil. I think the right. eye is uh, is an observational... Like we we talked about like this a little bit last week, yeah. but I think again it's a very X Men thing for no group to necessarily be good or evil so much yeah. as just want different things. Mm-hmm. And I think ultimately, you know, Division Three was essentially destroyed this episode. David went in, tore them apart, tore yeah. the guy who is not the cigarette smoking man, but essentially the cigarette smoking <laughs> yeah. man um, apart. And the only one that was left is the eye. At the end of the episode, and I'm sure we'll get in more into this in a second, the eye is part of the group. He's kind of part of the team in a certain way that at the end there. Um, and I think, yeah, he just, they want different things. That Melanie wants to control David and, in a worst case, destroy him if he ends up being out of control. Division three is already like, nope, got to destroy him. He's out of control. In which he is right, exactly. Uh, but and don't and Melanie wants to use David to get to her husband, yes, as well. So she has like a, a selfish motive as well. Yeah. yeah. So like like you we were saying like like you just said everyone has different goals and their self every character sort of behaving selfishly. Do you want to talk more about Sid in this episode? Sid like gave up all of her power and like agency. She's now become just like sort of supporting David. Oh really, dude? That's what first you off. They had, they had a moment. They were finally able to touch. It was like this thing that she's, they both wanted for a long time. I feel like you got to give her a little room because she was oh. finally happy, and then all of a sudden, just completely blindsided oh. by the fact that her boyfriend's a giant parasite monster. I definitely, I think she's being taken advantage of, but she, she. That sucks. Give her, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know does. what I mean? Like, well, I'm not saying it's her fault. I'm not blaming can... her. I'm saying the character. You're like, just, oh, she, she sucks. Now. So no, I never said that. I said she lost all of her power. You are very protective. Of I know. Why do you? But because you lost Lenny because she was evil all along, like we told no, you. No, like we told you. Like we told you. Plaza is her um, name is Audrey, and she's evil the whole time. Listen, we don't <laughs> know who she is. I know it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just making fun of Pete any which way I can. So, anyways, Aubrey Plaza is amazing in this whole fucking. <laughs> I'm not thing. saying she's a bad <laughs> actor. What is that? She's amazing. Character. I'm sorry to interrupt. What are you even talking about? <laughs> we don't, I don't know. He gets me angry, and I can't remember what I'm saying, but I remember I'm angry. Can uh, I talk about goes, the Sid thing in this episode? Because yes. I thought it was really awesome. I mean, there were two yes. things that I really liked about it. The first thing, I know you guys hate me bringing up other TV shows. I'm oh, very why sorry. Why do you do this? Because entertainment doesn't exist in a vacuum. So yeah, There are commercials. Sid having sex with David and then David essentially turning out to be evil or essentially betraying her is such a Buffy angel move from season two of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Now you're just flexing how much TV you fucking want. Literally looking at his phone. Yeah, dude, fuck you with this shit. (laughs) 
But I love what that. Is your I love point? that. Like, I what think is that, your point, regardless of TV shows? She they had a complicated relationship where Angel was evil. Sometimes. Well, okay, so. Angel yeah, lost his show if he had Angel lost his show. Angel lost his soul if he had a moment of true happiness, has sex with Buffy, loses his soul, and it's a metaphor for when a dude has sex with a girl and immediately ghosts. Okay. It's, a very, it's also it's not a metaphor. Yeah. That's literally what just what happened. Well, right, exactly. <laughs> but I'm saying not all the time. But they not, laid that out in that second season episode. But it's, it's also awesome. I think it's And they it's, set I'm saying like they set the structure for this sort of episode to happen on Legion, which I think is great. The this second is a reach, my friend. You're just like let me, let me want to absolutely talk about I would talk like about to, Buffy. I would like to no, say that I listen, think I Tomorrow, think when we're recording this, is the 20th anniversary of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so shut the fuck up! Yeah, exactly. Uh, I would like to say that I think it's... You could be right about the <laughs> metaphor for ghosting, but I think it's more of a thing of, like, sometimes when you're in love with somebody, when you really know somebody, you have to accept the things that are great about them as well as the things that yeah. suck You have about to accept them. that Aubrey Plaza living in all of us that sometimes <laughs> takes over and is evil. Yeah, sometimes there's uh, worlds I just think that in the world in the bathroom. Yeah. There are, people are complex. They're not, there isn't this perfect person. And the I, more you get to know I somebody, I think that's you a very good to... point. Uh, the thing that I was going to say off of that, though, beyond that moment of they have sex and then he turns out to be bad, which, shut up, is straight out of Buffy and it, comes yeah, straight, off straight, of out of no, it's that's straight out of Buffy. No, that's straight out of Buffy. Hashtag straight out of Buffy. Yeah. That is, is... No, you're wrong. Uh, is real life. That I like the fact... This, this episode basically makes Sid the main character of the show, yes. which I thought was awesome. It's a great move. That was cool. Yes. That's also, it. That's I my really, whole point. I really like the time. <laughs> we also, they're still playing with the time jump where we got to see, before we saw David in the thing, but now we get to see the Carrie side of it, of what Carrie was dealing with. I thought that was a very interesting. It's not a time jump. That's a cut. That's an no, edit. no, because we saw that before when he was stuck in the thing. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you were just talking about seeing no. other people's points of view. No. Yeah, <laughs> I I think the more they play around with Carrie's power, the cooler it yeah. is. The idea that girl Carrie was hurt and that boy Carrie couldn't reabsorb her immediately. When he yeah. does, he get those gets her bruises. That was really cool. Yeah, was yeah. Visually, that was awesome. Uh, and it was fascinating the way that they play with the power that afterwards she comes out and she's healed yeah. and yeah. he still has the bruises. Was also, you're going to mention Pete? no, but I was going to talk about what was cool uh, about him is when they couldn't talk. Uh, and then uh, the white queen looks at him and sees the bruises and she's like, what the fuck? You know? And she's like, gets all, uh, so let's talk about that scene Quince, mm-hmm. because I thought that was awesome. And it was really so just- much scarier because there was no, Noise. Right. So they get close to the house where David is, where David has taken his sister in order to interrogate her. And as soon as they go inside of the house, the volume stops. Yeah. There yeah. is no talking. First of all, it's great because Bill Irwin's, who plays Boy Carey, background is being a clown. So essentially, I think it was an excuse to give him an opportunity <laughs> to like clown or to vibe buy, to buy a bit. I think it really was. <laughs> like, I think it was basically there just to no, let him do I mean, that. It heightens everything by not having a sound. The intensity. I agree with you. I'm just saying. It was I, great I don't think they were like, let's, he can mime no. the takeaway. No, Noah Holly said, send in the clowns. Oh, <laughs> you're good. a douche. <laughs> I'm sorry that I know stuff, guys, and I'm mentioning it as yeah, background for the show. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Here's, we, I hope you, you can hear this. Other or maybe I should miming, mime it. We hate you. <laughs> other than the miming, 
What What did you think about the the no sound? I love that it secret. Was cool. Yeah, it was it's cool. like uh, wait, what did they call the issues back in the day? The issues. The so remember there was the assistant editors month at Marvel Comics where they had all silent comics. What was that? You guys have no idea what I'm talking about. I've heard of this, but I don't know. I don't remember that. Okay. So there was so back in the day in Marvel Comics, I'm sorry to look you guys in the eye when I'm saying something about it. You're the only one making it. Now you are talking about it. Yeah, now you're being a dick about it. So back in the day in Marvel Comics, they used to have this. Three times already. (laughs) You keep it too much. You don't have to start over. Continue your sentence where you got cut off. When did I become the Pete of this episode? I know, exactly. You're getting punished right now. Is this what it's like all the time, Pete? This is terrible. (laughs) Yeah. Ten years I've been doing this bullshit. And that's all the time we have for Alex's assistant editor corner. (laughs) Yeah. Let's (laughs) They would have assistant editor's month where the... uh, You said that already. (laughs) Pick up where we cut you off. This is like you and you're teaching him how you deal with us. Yep. That's really funny. This is we I've become. It's like we're inside David Holler's head. We're fighting for dominance. And I'm I'm obviously Sid. And Pete is Lenny. And you're please call me Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, this is great. Uh, By the way, we should mention Justin is Sid because we can see his butt this episode. (laughs) Yeah, dude. (laughs) Thanks. We also saw David's butt. I don't want to be. No, but both don't be butts. Both were great butts. There was Assistant Editor's Month where the you uh, said that start (laughs) from from the next slide. Start from the thing you were gonna say. Sense of context. Yes, yes, you can. We heard you say it five times already. We know it was Assistant Editor's Month. Pete, Pete, I've heard you say that five times as well. It doesn't matter. Go, please continue. So, what happened? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> so, when the idea was there was one month of comics that were all silent. That's it. And I was trying to remember the name. I'm sorry, it doesn't matter now. I'm glad you took the time. I didn't want to take the time. It was that because I remember uh, there was any time, like, well, not any time, but there were some great G.I. Joe comics where. Uh, snake Eyes would go up against Storm Shadow, and there was, like, no dialogue, and that was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's just, just as weird as him bringing up Buffy. Okay. <laughs> that is absolutely yeah. not Buffy is a shut-up. <laughs> Buffy is a shut-up. Yeah, no, that's just like this time my uncle didn't talk for me. <laughs> is that well, what, are we all that. Are we all just telling <laughs> stupid stories? Thanks for sharing stories. that. That's very relevant to what we're talking about. Cool. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is great. <laughs> don't need to edit this. This is going out live, right? On radio? Because we don't need to edit this. Yeah, this is great. Uh, All right, so let's talk about the ending. Thank you so much for listening to our Legion podcast where we just scream about stuff. <laughs> scream about <laughs> random stuff. Random stuff that makes uh, no sense for half an Can hour. we talk about the ending? Yeah, let's talk about, uh, well, let's talk about the adoption thing a little bit. We, did, yeah, we sure. touched on that. But we do find out David was adopted not too much of a twist. I think we expected it in a certain yeah. way, right? Well, we uh, uh, the expectation is care. he's the son of Professor X because that's right. the way it is in comics. Well, uh, Though it's not necessarily the way they're going to go. Right. Well, that was my question. I mean, uh, you've talked about it a little bit, Justin, but what do you think, Pete? I just, I, I mean, I care more about other answers and not whether or not he's adopted. I mean, I wasn't like, oh, shit. And I was like, okay, all right. Don't you care if he's Professor X's son? No. You don't care about that? That's I don't like the care hugest about it. thing. I think that it could be uh I think Jermaine Clement, we haven't seen him uh Melanie's husband. We haven't seen him outside of like 
David's head, basically, or whatever right. weird room he's in, he could be Professor he's X. He's in an ice mm. cube. He's in an ice cube, right. He could be Professor X. Mm-hmm. And Melanie could be uh, David's mom. That makes sense. Except in the comics, it's Professor X and Moira McTaggart, right? It's not. It's another woman. Is it? Moira just uh, sort of took him in. Ah, okay. Professor X getting around. Professor X was a pretty well, randy fella. Games, you know what I mean? Yeah, man, he played games. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's talk about the end of the episode. So end of the episode, everything comes to a head. There's a little bit of a snap, and then everybody's back at Clockworks. Everybody, including the eye, Lenny is now the psychiatrist at Clockworks. Everybody is in therapy together, and nobody notices that anything's wrong. So what do you think is going on? Pete, you are chomping at the bit right now. Well, yeah, because uh, what I really liked about that is they talked about how this uh, organism that lives in David. uh, The parasite. Yeah, parasite uh, fucks with your memory and makes you forget things, makes uh, different kind of things, your reality. So I thought when this happened, I was like, holy shit, nobody's going to remember anything, and we have to start back over with the show. So, (laughs) Justin, a couple of episodes back, you theorized that they were still in Clockworks. Do you think now that's what's going on here? Uh, I mean, this feels like they're in, because Lenny's there, they're in David's head. Um, I still do think that... The eye is someone watching David at Clockworks. I think David's physical body is still at Clockworks. I don't that would know. Suck if that was true. Yeah, I don't know. That's a pretty big rug pull for the end of the yeah. season to be like none of it happened. Yeah. But I do think that those that if if there is a real Sid and Melanie and all those characters, they're trying to help David remotely. That Summerland is a different place, uh, and David is trapped and just mentally I he's hate been this reaching idea. out. Well, uh, sorry, life's tar- life's hard. But let me throw this out at you. The Parasite. Mm-hmm. What X-Men villain could that be? Do you think it's actually an X-Men villain? I, I don't think it is. Do you have an idea? It sounds like you I have I do an idea. have an idea. Okay, what's uh, your idea? The Shadow King. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, but was the Shadow King ever that deformed looking? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he actually kind of looks like that, though he usually has a fez. Yeah, he, has, yeah, he, <laughs> has a, he looks like a, the genie from Aladdin, sort of, oddly. Right. Uh, well, so uh, the Shadow King, uh, and correct me if he I can do anything. anything. <laughs> yes, he can do anything. So the Shadow King is kind of like an anti-Professor X in a way, in a certain. I but, think. but he's been equated to a parasite a ton of times. Right. Like he often in the, uh, the most recent issue of I don't know one of the X Men books, uh, he shows up and he's just stuck in um, M's head. Oh, mm-hmm. it, was, it was Uncanny X Men, the sort of villain oh, issue. Okay. He, he's taken her back over. Right. And he does appear as this guy with a fez. I think that was his physical body at one point. But then he escaped from his physical body. It does become this parasite that does take over often Professor X and often other characters. He's taken over a ton of different X-Men, including, I believe, Legion. Oh, okay. I like that a lot. And he does kind of look like that. It is a little bit different, but um, I like that idea. I think that's good. I do wonder, though, at this point, if they are going to... Did you you read that on the internet? Pete, what do you think? You read it on the internet. No, I thought of it. <laughs> um, I do wonder at this point if some gonna... ideas on the internet come from people's brains. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if they're going to nail it down to this is an X Men character and that's the reveal because I don't think so. Yeah, I, I mean, think I would be, say, it but was I like an the inspiration. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it's more going to be like an alien type of situation. Yeah, but I do think ultimately, like <laughs> I, to your point, the parasite is doing something, but ultimately it's David doing something. The parasite yes. is. 
the quote unquote big bad of the season that they need to deal with in some way in as much as there is a big bad of this show. But ultimately, like you were saying, Justin, I do think it's more about healing David or getting David closer to healing. And he's not going to be at the point at the end of the season where he'll be like, I'm healed. I also think we'll still have a lot of questions about what actually is reality. But the big question in my mind right now when it comes to Clockworks and Summerland is they're very cute names. I know that yeah. seems like a ridiculous thing, but what in given that we're questioning what is real and is everything real, the tricky part is we're watching a TV show, right? So, so none of it's real. So none of it is real. So you can accept it's a world Aubrey where... Aubrey Plaza's real. You can accept <laughs> it's a world where there is a psychiatric institute called Clockworks and there's a school for mutants called Summerland and there's a lighthouse that looks like a pile of candy that's possible or alternately this all could be a dream sequence created by David. Well that's what that's why it's Summerland and Clockworks are a little too cute to just be real. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think there's some interpretation there otherwise it's it's like purposefully cute. Especially yeah. Summerland. Clockworks is this drab dark place where David was trapped. Summerland is bright, natural, full of like people who are like him. It's a safe haven. I feel like it's a place that he mentally goes. Mm-hmm. Whether or not the characters there are real or they are just in his head, it's a place where he goes to escape from the reality of him trapped in Clockworks. So what I also wanted to kind of go back to was when they go and they see, I mean, it was crazy when they watched the footage of David just wrecking shit. And then also saw some frames of the blob doing stuff as well. Um, we should uh, specify that the blob is a different X-Men character and not, in fact, this man who is uh, differently yeah. shaped and has yellow eyes. Right. <laughs> so um, they go to where his cell and what's-his-face is still there. The psychiatrist. Yeah. That was crazy that nobody wanted to let him out. And that was an interesting thing because I felt that too. But I was like, if we can't trust anybody, why are we going to let this guy out? What did you think about that? Did, were you guys like, yeah, leave that guy there? Or were you like... I don't know. What? There was definitely something weird and off yeah. about that scene. Yeah. Um, I wondered if that was because Sid had a bad experience with him in general. Mm. Um, and he is a creepy, weird guy, certainly. Yeah. But... Yeah, I agree. There's something more there. Yeah, but you don't keep somebody locked up just because you're like, uh, it feels creepy. Yeah. It's a little weird. Yeah, it's very weird. Uh, (laughs) All right, the other thing I wanted to touch on is the the fact that if they're back again at the beginning, sort of, Mm. going through this, like, I mean, how much... Of an episode, could you guys be all right with before you're like, I can't take this again? Well, but they're not back at the beginning. All the characters are just together at the place where it started, per- perhaps. But like, they're they're all the characters there. They all know the experiences they've been through, and they're all sitting down to like hash it out. I guess are they? I feel I felt like they were wiped. I felt yeah, like they're they wiped. Yeah, that could back be at the beginning. But I do think. They're not going to wipe, though, like Pete's question is, like, is it just back to zero and we just start no, over? It's not no, back like, to zero because gonna... there's different people there. We didn't see Melanie right, there before. Like we didn't see Carrie there they're before. they're wiped, they're like, okay, everybody, this is how it works. You have to go around and say, you know, what? I mean, I was The way like, the... There's an episode of Buffy the Vampire somewhere oh, where wow. she ends up yeah, in an yeah. insane asylum and everybody's like... <sighs> 
Oh, you're making up all this stuff about being I just a, a vampire. I don't want to watch them have to break out of Clockworks again. I don't all like I'm that. saying is this show is basically Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, I mean, Nobody he makes cares a lot of good that. points. Thank My you My uncle once, one time didn't talk. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, before we go, what do you think, as we always end every episode, what do you think is real? Pete, what's real? I don't in, know. In your life, like, what are you feeling? Uh, Aubrey Plaza is real. Uh, I I don't. That's that's easily the one thing that is not real. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> the only. I've been saying it the whole time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know anymore. I feel like we had so much revealed in this episode, but it's like so much that now I'm questioning everything. And <laughs> so more information makes you question more things. Yeah, more information uh, makes me think uh, I, I know nothing. You're in a tailspin, man. Yeah, I'm really am in a tailspin. Like Disney's Tailspin. <laughs> what do you think is real, Justin? Uh, I think they're... Well, so I've already said uh, well, a little bit what I think, but I think Lenny's there in this last scene of the show, of this episode, I mean. They're in David's head right now. No. So David's head is real. Like, you think nothing essentially is real. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to stick with my theory that clocks, Clockworks is the only real thing. Uh, the eye is a doctor observing David who's trapped there. And I do think that some of the scenes like, uh, say, Sid talking to Philly, that could be real. That could be her, a real person named Sid talking to this woman. But I think it's we're eventually going to learn that so much of the show is just filtered through David's brain. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I do think, and this is a little bit of a cheat, but the information that he was adopted, I do think that's real. Yeah. That's something that. that we absolutely are finding out is 100% true. Yeah. Also, this was a very interesting episode for the sister where, like, seeing the knowing the fact that she's been dealing with this for so long, like, I, I don't know. I just uh, I thought it was I was like my mind was blown about the sister because I was like, how the fuck has she been dealing with all this? Yeah. yeah. And the fact she was thrown in the insane asylum and now scared for her life because of her brother. Yeah, like, I mean, what's her like? What are her people at her job thinking? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is she going to get fired? Yeah. Like, did she, make her, did she make her car payment? Yeah. I mean, a day without a woman is one thing, but like a week without a woman. Oh my God. Not for You're me, thanks. Worst, <laughs> I'm just saying. Very topical. <laughs> yes, it's very topical. Uh, speaking of topical, that's it for this episode <laughs> of Inside Legion. If you would like to support this show and the other shows that we do, you can go to patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we, as mentioned, we do a regular live show every Tuesday night for free in New York City that you can check out at comicbookclublive.com. Pete, anything you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about all the amazing guests we have on the show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. And as mentioned, check us out at comicbookclublive.com. Nurse.com for our regular podcast. And we'll see you next time on, on Buffy the, the Vampire's Thing. <laughs> so the Marvel assistant editors just were... <laughs>